it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Okay, we're just 32 days now away from the Iowa caucuses. Preseason's over. The games are about to count. It's decision time. Hi, I'm Paul Gleiser. I'm sitting in for Jimmy today with a key question as 2024 barrels down on us. Which matters to you more, electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. Let's air that out today. Back on April 7th of this year, I was filling in for Jimmy, sitting right where I am now, and I asked, given all the drama that follows Donald Trump, I said, I asked, does the GOP really want Trump as the nominee? And I took a lot of incoming fire from you. A lot of you got ticked off at me for even asking the question. Two weeks later, a Reuters Ipsos poll poll came out. It said that most Americans wanted neither of Donald Trump nor Joe Biden to run in 2024. All right, fast forward to today, and all things remaining equal, we're in for a rematch of Biden v. Trump. Among GOP voters, Trump has a commanding lead, a huge lead, in every poll in every state. In the case of Iowa, Iowa, which is up first... According to the Real Clear Politics average, Trump leads second place Ron DeSantis by more than 30. But even more significant, if everyone besides DeSantis were to drop out, and if 100% of the Haley, Ramaswamy, Christie, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, voters all threw their support behind DeSantis, he'd still be trailing Trump by three. A recent Des Moines Register poll backs that up. Trump's all happy about that. It's cut four. The big new Des Moines, Iowa uh, register poll. I mean, it's a big, beautiful poll. I never liked it too much until uh, about two days ago. (laughs) They're left-leaning, the Des Moines register. Or would you say slightly? (laughs) He goes very left. They're not so happy with this result, I don't think. But they are left. No, but they have a great pollster, actually. Very, uh, very powerful pollster. Very good, uh, talented pollster. Of course, if my numbers were bad, I wouldn't be saying that. They have a t- I'd say, they have a terrible pulse. She doesn't know. She, she, she doesn't know what she's doing. But no, she's very good. That poll is actually very, very widely respected. With respect to uh, DeSantis, he bet all his primary chips on Iowa. He's the only Republican candidate who has personally visited all 99 counties in Iowa. 99 counties in Iowa. Tiny little place. I'm in Texas here, 254 counties here. His hope was to either uh, you know, win Iowa outright or at the very minimum finish a really strong second, then take the resulting momentum into New Hampshire one week later. Well, that gambit's not looking so good. DeSantis is putting a good face on it. He said, polls, I don't need no stinking polls. Here he is, cut one. Iowa voters will choose, not pundits and polls. I'm sick of these polls. Haven't we learned as Republicans 
They, we were supposed to have a red wave in November of 2022. What happened to that? The polls were telling us Hillary Clinton had a 99% chance to win the presidency 2016. That didn't happen. I look at my own reelection. A lot of these polls they'd put out, they'd say I was going to win by 4 or 5%. I won by 20%. The reality is we've got the best organization anyone's ever had in Iowa. We've got tens of thousands of Iowans who've already committed to caucus for us. You have the opportunity to make this decision. Do not let the media choose your candidate. Do not let a pundit choose your candidate. Okay, well, let's say he's right. You know, Iowa has been a bad bet anyway. Just ask President Santorum or President Huckabee or President Cruz. All three Republicans won Iowa. All three uh, dropped out shortly after New Hampshire. But if you're going to believe the polls put any stock in them at all, Trump is looking good in New Hampshire. So, again, if, he, if the best data we have is the polls, and I will accept some of what Ron DeSantis just said there about the polls. Of course, we, we, should, be, we should have had President Clinton if we believed the polls. So, you know, take the polls with a grain of salt if you want to. But if, you, if the best data you got, it looks like Trump's going to be the nominee. So when I posed the question back in April as to whether the GOP should nominate Trump, the concern I expressed then was his electability in those key swing states that he won in 2016 against Hillary Clinton, but lost to Joe Biden in 2020. News today uh, from a couple of sources seems to address that concern. Here's audio from CNN this week. It's cut three. In two critical battleground states, the news is not great for President Biden and his campaign. The numbers show Donald Trump leading in both Georgia and Michigan. In Georgia, a state Biden carried by a very narrow margin in 2020. Registered voters say they prefer Trump over Biden by 5%. In Michigan, which Trump won in 2016, but Biden carried in 2020, our poll now showing Trump 10 points up. Note that a full 10% of those polled in each state say that they wouldn't support either candidate. Trump's margin over Biden is significantly boosted in both states by people who say they did not vote in 2020. These less engaged voters favored Trump by 26 points in Georgia and 40 points in Michigan. Okay. And a poll published just this morning from Morning Consult and Bloomberg News backs up what CNN just said. In North Carolina, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, all seven of which Trump lost in 2020, He is now leading by an average of 5.3 points. He needs as few as two of them and no more than three of those seven to win in 2024. So, again, if you believe the polls, my concerns as expressed back in April seem to be less concerning. If you believe the polls, if the election were held today, Trump would win. But here's the question. Here's what I want to talk about, and I want you to call me at 888-788-9910. Here's the question. Is Trump winning what matters to you, or is making sure that Biden loses and doesn't get a second term what matters to you? Is it about electing Donald Trump, or is it about defeating Joe Biden? 888-788-9910. A Biden second term, or if Biden can't make it through primary season and through the Democratic Convention in Chicago that starts August 19th, that's an eternity from now. The term of a far-left idiot like Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris would be just as bad or perhaps even worse than the first Biden term. So so in, if, if, you, if your fear is re-electing Joe Biden or, or on the or a far-left substitute, is, is that what drives you? There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Zero. Zip, zilch, nada. 
to recommend the Biden presidency. Everything he has touched has turned to you-know-what. He said about killing the booming American oil and gas industry almost literally on his first day in office. He threw the southern border wide open <clears throat> that very same day. The catastrophic, embarrassing withdrawal from Afghanistan that cost 13 American lives set the stage for Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine. That embarrassing, toxic stew of incompetency and um, weakness has um, emboldened every bad guy on the planet, from China's Xi Jinping to the mullahs of Iran. Take Afghanistan. You just take Afghanistan. Take it off the table. It never happened. And you can make a plausible argument that the Hamas terror invasion of Israel on October 7th wouldn't have happened. And as the world becomes more dangerous, America's once invincible military is bogged down in gender pronouns and diversity programs. Idiotic spending bills calling themselves idiotic names like uh, Build Back Better and in the Inflation Reduction Act have exploded the national debt while reigniting inflation that has been mostly dormant for more than four decades. You know, the, the American middle class, I spoke of this uh, earlier this week on, um, on um, uh, Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was I filled in earlier this week. The great, the great American middle class, that great American invention that changed the world, the American middle class is shrinking again. More than two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. A recent report that sa says that most Americans today are not financially capable of absorbing a $400 surprise expenditure. You know, like the car breaking down or the uh, air conditioner or the furnace going out. And then, 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 of course, we have the border. The numbers are simply staggering. They're unimaginable. We're approaching 10 million people crossing the southern border illegally since Biden took office. Illegal immigrants are swamping the social safety nets of cities all across the country, including oh-so-liberal New York and oh-so-liberal Washington, D.C., where all of the good liberals who live in those cities once took pride in their sanctuary city status. <laughs> Not so much anymore. It's going to take the time and the work of some very, very bright sociologists and economists to tote up the generational cost attended to Biden's irresponsible, to the point of being criminal, mismanagement of the southern border. The Biden presidency has nothing to recommend it. Biden's presidency has many parallels to the presidency of Jimmy Carter. I'm old enough to remember that. I would have, prior to Biden, called him the worst U.S. president of the modern era. The good news about Carter was that his presidency only lasted for one term. It is absolutely critical, it's essential, that that parallel hold with respect to Joe Biden. From where I sit, defeating Biden or some similarly far-left idiotic substitute is of far greater importance than any specific individual winning the office. The first order of business is we got to get Biden and the left out of the White House. So what about you? 888-788-9910. What matters to you more Electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden, and by extension, the far left wing of the Democratic Party that has taken that once respectable party over. 888-788-9910. I'm Paul Gleiser sitting in for uh, Jimmy Fallon here from proud Fox Across America affiliate and flagship KTB, KTBB in Tyler Longview, Texas. And uh, while I'm doing the show today, I am simultaneously hosting our, uh, our office Christmas luncheon, so I'll be running in and out. If you hear the music play for a long time, it's because I'm eating a rib.
We're having barbecue today. 888-788-9910. We're going to do more of the show and take your calls after this. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. So what do you think? What's more important to you? What matters to you most? Electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? 888-788-9910. Paul Glyser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon today, taking your calls. Bill, Asheville, North Carolina, do you feel like being the leadoff caller for us today? Uh, yeah, hey, good, good uh, afternoon. You up to bat leadoff? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go. What do you got? Well, in regards to your question, um, I'm a I'm a, fan, a big fan of Trump, but um, he's got a lot of baggage right now, and I think the most important thing is for the country is to elect somebody other than Biden. Any other Republican will do. I think. I think pretty much anyone could beat Biden, you know, including Trump. But I don't think he's going to make it there. I think with all this BS going on with the uh, courts and stuff, um, they're crucifying the man. I mean, if, I grew up outside of New York City on Long Island, and I know he can be a blabbermouth, and he says stuff that he shouldn't say, but he gets stuff done. And well, I just think that all, this, all the polls are full of, you know what, because I think that they're artificially being inflated to show him leading so much so that – People, like you mentioned, that like a whole bunch of people didn't even go turn out to vote in some of these states last time because they just thought Trump had it. And I think that's what they're trying to do right now. With all, I mean, one of them gave 250K to, uh, I think it was Nikki Haley. Um, I think they're just trying to inflate the numbers so that it looks like Trump's got it in the bag and then that's going to um, affect voter turnout. Okay, well, how about this proposition, Bill? What about, I think you're right, just about any Republican right now, if the election were held today, would be Joe Biden, simply because things are going so incredibly badly for Joe Biden. But what mm-hmm. if it weren't Joe Biden? You say you think, don't think Trump will make it to the finish line. I'm worried that Biden doesn't make it to the finish line. And we, and we have Trump facing uh, Gavin Newsom. Are you as comfortable in that race as you would be against Joe Biden? Because... Gavin Newsom, with the help of the media, would not run on Joe Biden's record. He would distance himself from it, even though he has supported it up until now. He would he would do an artful job because he's a very good politician. He would be a very good at making himself somebody other than Biden. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, the, uh, Newsom has nothing to run on either. I mean, the the state of California is in the toilet. Yeah, but he's good. And, yeah, you say he has nothing to run on. He has. He has. He's good looking. He's articulate, and the and the media will prop him up. I, I can't argue with that. I'm just my my heart of hearts says that the American people are not dumb enough to put somebody who's shining example of what he's going to try to do to the U.S. Um, is California. I mean, the place is 
it's a shame because it was a beautiful state, and, you know, it's hideous. I mean, the only people it's, that can afford to stay there are the elites. Everybody else is getting the heck out of Dodge. Well, that's the same, same thing is happening in New York. People that can afford to, to have the means and the and the the, uh, the option are leaving New York. And I the, said sign me up 20 years ago. I got the heck out of New York 20 years ago. You know, the thing you is, know, a, a, an astonishingly small number of people in New York and in California are paying the taxes. And when the really, really wealthy leave, when the really successful New Yorkers and the really successful Californians leave, there's nobody left to pay the bills. Oh, exactly, exactly. I mean, I don't know what the number is now, but I know that post-COVID, they were showing that something like 30% of all rental or um, office space in Manhattan was empty, and most of it these companies figured out how to operate without paying those exorbitant rents. So they were predicting that a tremendous amount of those companies were not coming back. And, you know, it shows in their uh, their uh, deficits. They don't have the income from the tax base Well, anymore. that's all right. They got, pl- they got plenty of busloads of, uh, <clears throat> of illegal migrants, courtesy of my governor, Greg Abbott. They could live in that empty office space. Hey, Bill, appreciate it. Good stuff. Yeah, a good leadoff call. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. That We got time for one more. Another Bill, Kilgore, Texas, close to where I am right now. What do you say, Bill? I'm sorry. Greg, you there? Hey, yes, sir. Sorry, I wrote your name, wrote your name down wrong. Greg, what say you? Um, I say that, that Trump was the only president I ever voted for in my life. Um, when I grew up, I'm 66, so most politicians have proven to be crooked. And since Trump, Trump wasn't a politician, he was a businessman, he got my vote. And um, I think that after his four years are up, it, it can be DeSantis' turn. But right now, we need Trump. If we don't get Trump in there, we're done. Okay, but see, let me let me challenge you on that. We, it, a, a country of 330 million people spread across an entire continent with an outpost in the Pacific Ocean. It a country that size, that many people, it can't boil down to just one person. If you're down to only one person, then you're already done. Well, remember, Trump's only going to serve four years. I give him time to straighten out the border. And he's respected around the world. Uh, I just think he's the only answer that we have right now. Yeah. And um, that anybody else get in there, it's just, uh, oh. Oh, he's going to lose 80 million, you know, the voters that did vote for him. Um they will vote for DeSantis after Trump. All right. So the question, since I'm up against a break, I got Greg. I got to get a a, a, yes, a hard answer here. What's more important to you, electing Trump or defeating Biden? Because right now, it's defeating Biden was the choice of bill that preceded you. I think Biden is going to be defeated by anybody. So but no, but so what's more important to you, electing Trump? I say electing Trump. All right. So we're one in one. Greg, good stuff. Appreciate the call. 888-788-9910. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon. More of the show's coming up. It's right after this. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Second half of hour one, kick it off here. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. And I'm taking your calls at 888-788-9910. The question we are airing out today is, what matters to you more, electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? 888-788-9910. Craig, Des Moines, Iowa, where the uh, Iowa caucus is, is, what, just less than a month away. What do you say? Good morning, Paul. I'm motivated to get Joe Biden out of office. All right. Why? Why is that uh, more? Guess, why is that? Why is that number one for you? Well, I feel he has the country moving in the wrong direction. Uh, we're very divided. Um, I am worried that Trump may not be able to take and bring the country together because uh, he has some divisive words at times. But he had everything running like clockwork. Uh, his policies were sound. He just, the way he approached things is a little harsh. Uh, so he probably will get my vote, but I am open to some of the other candidates at this time still. Well, you know, I am too, and I'm, I have always been, and I, as I said in the in the opening of the show, I took a lot of incoming back in April when I said you need to think real hard about Donald Trump because you know, my fear at the time was that he would—he's uh, just divisive enough, and he's just controversial enough, and he's just um, uh, ready, fire, aim enough uh, with his uh, social media in his mouth to where he would cost those critical on-the-margin voters in those critical on-the-margin uh, swing states. And it just take it just took forty thousand votes to defeat him in twenty twenty, and it would take the same amount to feed him in, to defeat him in twenty. Um, 24. And so I said, you know, my fear of Donald Trump is not of his policies. I liked his policies. My fear of Donald Trump, I didn't even have any fear about, you know, his his personality and his nature. My fear is of Donald Trump has been that he would prove toxic among voters that we have to have if we're in order to win. The polls now seem to suggest that that's not that big a concern. Things are so screwed up and Biden's presidency has been so catastrophically bad that those things don't seem to matter anymore. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent on uh, the amount of toxicity and certain people that just will not vote for him. I'm taking the polls with a little grain of salt. There may be a little bit of manipulation in there. I uh, can't say that for sure, but uh, well, you can you can say this about polls. Polls some time ago stopped being about reflecting a public opinion and became about shaping public opinion. Agreed, one hundred percent. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just put my opinion out there, um, Craig. That the number one thing we have to do is make sure that Joe Biden or someone like him doesn't get a second term. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's my main goal. And that's coming from a longtime independent. I'm fiscally conservative, uh, but I am tired of voting for the lesser of the evils year after year here. So do you caucus? I mean, since you're from Iowa, I've, the whole caucuses thing is most people don't understand. Do you caucus? I don't. 
I've been invited to, and I may potentially do it. I'm, I'm on the fence with it. So how does it work? If you decide you want to caucus, how does it work? Um, I'm, I have some friends that have invited me to go along with, but from my understanding is just talking to people and getting them to understand the facts and try to move them over to our side. So a room full of people in somebody's living room, they all vote, and you turn that in somewhere, and that becomes the result of the Iowa caucuses. Is that how it works? That's my understanding of it, yes. Okay. Anybody else from Iowa listening, I'd love a better explanation. A more in, Nothing wrong with yours, Craig, but a more in-depth explanation, because it's something that most of us, you know, we 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 don't do that. We we vote in primary elections. We don't caucus in the 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 first in the nation. The caucuses, Iowa caucuses, always kicks off um, campaign season, and it's coming in thirty two days. Craig, appreciate the call. Lynette, Wyoming, what say you? Uh, thank you. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, of course. Uh, well, so my husband's standing here, and we're complete opposite. So he agrees with the last guy. I'm totally opposite. I 100 million times agree. Trump, Trump, Trump. Biden is going to self-implode. He's a moron. And if people can't see that, they're blind and they can't hear. It is ridiculous what he has gotten away with. He needs to be tried for treason. And Nancy Pelosi needs to be tried for treason. We need to lock Hillary Clinton up. I mean, my God, people, wake up. And where we just moved to in Wyoming, in this city alone, there is an average of 2,000 people a month moving here from blue states like California, where stupid Gavin Newsom is coming from. He's a moron. He has put that place into shambles. I mean, come on. And let's talk about Nikki Haley. She's doing fantastic. However, I'm a female, okay, and I do not – I've lived abroad. I do not think they will respect her. I think that's an issue, and it needs to be talked about. She'd be a great vice president to Trump, but Trump is the only one that can come in here and hit the ground running and fix things as fast as it's possible. Well, okay. Well, all right. I appreciate that. So your husband says what? He's standing there next to you. Put him on. What does he say? Here he is. All right. Okay. Put him on. So like Put him the, on. So like the last guy was saying is I agree with Trump's policies, but he can't shut his mouth enough long enough to let those policies speak for themselves. He is unable to okay. stay off Twitter and, and let his policies speak for him. He's got too much ego. And if he was uh, if he was smart enough and cared enough about this country, he would endorse Haley or DeSantis and get behind them who can actually create policy and move the ball forward. We can't do another four years of investigations, counter investigations and not get anything done. Our economy is a wreck. We well, can't afford a, a no action year. Yeah, well, I understand that. You know, one of the things that that has um, that has given me pause about. Uh, Donald Trump is the fact that you know he chaos seems to follow him everywhere he goes, and well, I understand that, but it's a fact that it happens anyway. Whether it's his fault or not, it does happen. 
and it, and it's yeah. distracting. And that's that's the thing. And I tell you what, if he wins a second term, the left is going to go incandescent, and he's not going to. In, in, I don't think in four years is enough time to really clean out. The, uh, the permanent federal bureaucracy that's going to oppose every single thing that he does. So, I mean, there, it's, not a, uh, it's, it's not a slam dunk that Donald Trump would have the success in the second term that he had in the first. I think there's a lot of things that would – I think there's a lot of things that would stand in his way of success in the second term. He would be vastly better than what we have now. But if you want to make an uh, argument yeah. – Go ahead. I'm stepping on you. Go ahead. Well, the left is going to attack any Republican that's put in there. They have no scruples. They have none. Zero. Zilch. Okay? And they're going to attack. They're going to do the same thing to well, that's anybody true. else. That's true. So, and you know what? I challenge anyone on this planet right now to go through the hell they have put him through the last, you know, six years that they put him through, telling all the lies, spinning everything he's done. And it, it's not fair. No one else could walk that walk that he has walked and endure without saying something. All it right, is got... not fair. What's, what's your husband's name? John, John, you and Lynette, I would please. Can I come to your house for Christmas dinner? <laughs> yeah, we just got our fireplaces working here in our new house in Wyoming, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, well, listen, my, my my wife and daughter and I were coming to your place for Christmas dinner because it's just be a lot of fun sitting around, and I'll bring something good to eat. All right, yeah, all right, you guys, oh, yeah, totally. You, you guys have a great Christmas. If, Fun conversation, good, a good hang. 888-788-9910, Tim in St. Paul, Minnesota. Where are you on this? I, uh, we need to get rid of Biden, and um, I agree with much of what you say about Trump, that he is not the guy. The only guy that Biden can beat is Trump, it, because Trump, just like you say, that, you know, the people are on the fence and there's people like my daughter, you know, she would never vote for Trump, but she might vote for she she would possibly she would probably vote for Haley. Um, I, I think, you know, Haley or DeSantis can is a better option than Trump. He's just too decisive. You look at his administration. It was chaos. He was hiring he was firing and hiring people left and right and and he made some, he, he made some he made like he made some catastrophically bad hires jeff sessions is attorney general is exhibit 1 that was a bad bad hire that he made jeff sessions is a wonderful guy a thorough gentleman he was not suited to be the attorney general given what was going to be coming at that administration well and the problem is as i see it is Trump made the decision to hire him. I'm sure that there were other people, you know, that said that said what you said. You know, he's not the guy. These are better guys. We need to pick some of these guys. He had advisors, and he didn't listen to them. He just he made the decisions. And when you're the president of the United States, you can't make every decision, can you? Well, no, hey, I'll tell you how it works. I, I, I got a little perspective on this. I, I belong to the same church as President George W. Bush, 
and I knew him before he got elected to the presidency, and he provided some very good insight. No, the president doesn't make all the decisions. He only makes the hard decisions. The easy decisions are the where, where you know the president's position, you know the administration's position. That gets made at the staff level. They know what to do. Only the hard decisions get made by the president. Right. And 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 Biden, you know, here's my impression of Biden. Israel, you know, well, I don't. I don't I, anybody you know. who says that Biden is not men, is not mentally diminished is just not paying attention or just doesn't want to. Because if you can just take a look at the guy, and you can just look at him from four years ago, you can look at him from from the two thousand eight the two thousand twelve campaigns, and look at him today, and, and and look at the comparison, and you can see a guy who's in pretty steep decline. And if you don't believe that, I guarantee you, Xi Jinping is looking at him and seeing a guy that's in. In, in steep decline, and so are all of those guys in Iran, and so are uh, so is uh, little Rocket Man um, uh, Kim Jong Un. The bad guys of the world look at him and say that guy is not all there, and they're going to take advantage of it. Hey, listen, Tim, appreciate it. That opens the line eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. Time for one more before the break. Bernie, Clearwater, Florida. Where are you? Where are you on this? Uh, Hold on, get up where we can understand you, because you're, you're. Yeah, I had to get off speakerphone. I'm driving down the road there. They're all right. Be safe doing that. So, what what say you, Bernie? Okay, I say I'm 100 percent behind Trump, and just listening to the other calls there, I say Trump is the type of guy that learns from his mistakes. All right. Okay. Uh, Jeff Sessions, terrible pick. Oh uh, God, Rex awful. Tillerson, another one, awful. Terrible pick. Okay? Yep. Yep, but yep. I think he le- he learns. Okay, so the first four years, he learned what he did wrong, and he understands the way the swamp works and everything else. And I think he can fight it a hundred percent. The thing that scares me is, and I told the call screener, Susan Rice bailed out of the of this Biden administration for some reason, with the Democrats having their super delegates. I think they're going to let Biden go through this whole primary race. And when they get to the convention, bam, they're going to slap somebody else in there using well, the, their superdelegates. And that's the beautiful thing for the Democrats from their perspective, because unlike Republicans and unlike you know guys like you and me, Bernie, they're not— they're not all bogged down in, in niceties like elections. They can do whatever they want. And you talk about the superdelegates. If the superdelegates won't put them over the top of the convention, they'll have double-secret superdelegates. They'll have whatever right. kind of delegates they need to get them what they want because they decide. If you don't believe that, go ask Bernie Sanders because I've been to two con- Democratic conventions covering them where I think Bernie Sanders could have won the nomination if it weren't for the fact that the that the the whole system was rigged against him. So, oh yeah, uh, they screwed him. There's no do way. The, the no, and, and he came out like a good soldier anyway, which is what the Democrats do that the Republicans don't do. Uh, he came out and soldiered for um, for um, Hillary Clinton, like uh, even though he, I think he could have won that nomination if the Democrats played by the same rules as us. And I wouldn't dismiss what you say here, Bernie, that we'll, we'll stick with Joe Biden up until the day that they don't, and then it'll be somebody right. else. And in, in, in yeah. which case it could be, well, Trump, you could say, oh, get, take all this comfort in the fact that the polls say that Trump will easily defeat Joe Biden, and all of a sudden you got a fresh face you're up against. 
And, and the other thing is going to be who Trump picks as a running mate. You know, last time he picked Mike Pence because he wanted the evangelical vote, plain yep. and simple. Yep. Now, who does he pick? Does he pick a woman? Because he needs suburban women. Yep, okay? he does. He does. So, so, so that's going to be the big difference, too. All right. Hey, listen, Bernie, it's a great call, and uh, I wish you a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for being part of the program. What do you say? 888-788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. There's more after this. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America, taking your calls. What matters to you most? Electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? Victoria, Millstone, New Jersey. Well, we lost Victoria. Well, that's not good, but that is the question. And, and the fact is, you know, Joe Biden is if, if he if he wins re-election can you imagine four more years of open borders we've already had 10 million people cross the southern border the 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 societal cost the the social safety net cost the 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 impact on public schools the impact on police departments hospitals social service agencies is uh, city government budgets it's just massive that alone tells you that we can't afford four more years of Joe Biden. Ten million, ten million people have crossed our southern border since Joe Biden uh, t- uh, took the oath of office. That alone, never mind the fact that we're spending money like we like there's no tomorrow, and if we keep doing it, there won't be a tomorrow, not for this country. we exploding national debt. A, a military that is more focused on gender pronouns than it is on winning wars. Uh, bad guys on the march around the world. Meanwhile, people having trouble paying their bills. People people having trouble affording Christmas presents this year. People having a, trouble affording the light bill and filling up the tank at the same time. So four more years of Joe Biden, it is that's the priority. Don't let that happen. What do you think? 888-788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. We've got our number one in the bag. Our number two is coming up. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, hour two of Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser from KTBB, Tyler Longview, Texas. Sitting in for Jimmy today, and I'm wanting to hear from you, 888-788-9910. Our first hour topic, which we're going to carry over into this hour because it's a good one, what matters to you more, electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? 888-788-9910. Brian, St. Clairsville, Ohio. You are next on Fox Across America. What do you say? Hey, Paul, how are you? Uh, first of all, just uh, want to say mega dittos. You're doing a great job filling them for Jimmy. Well, thank you very much. You know what? I have now lived a full life because I've been on the radio and somebody has said to me, Mega Dittos, which comes from the great Rush, Rush Limbaugh, so I have nothing less, nothing left to accomplish in this business. Thank you very much. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, you know, uh, reiterate uh, some of the points that you brought up um, uh, earlier. Uh, 
you know, talking about all the, uh, the terrible things that have gone on during this administration, uh, you know, we need to uh, elect someone uh, not only to beat Joe Biden, but to just uh, defeat the Democrat Party uh, in every way. And, you know, we need to get someone back in office who's going to focus their uh, ideals and their policies back on the American people. Well, uh, let me well let me ju- let me jump in let, let me jump in here on you, Brian. You say to defeat the Democratic Party. I'm going to throw out to you. Maybe the Democratic Party is not the number one problem. I think the number one problem is the permanent federal bureaucracy, which is you know very liberal and very left. We have to defeat that because the uh, we saw what the professional government employees were able to do to Donald Trump's first administration. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, all, all, all these people, uh, you know, in the federal government, uh, just just ev- everything that they they're they're going going on, uh, you know, with the open border policies, the DEI policies. Uh, it, it's just uh, been a, it's been a drain on the American people. Uh, well, well, yeah, well, get, well, what about yeah? What about malicious prosecutions? What about uh, um, uh, sabotaging uh, executive branch uh, initiatives if the employees in the permanent federal bureaucracy don't like the initiative? What about the IRS uh, uh, spying on and 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 harassing uh, people with whom they don't agree? What about all those things? I mean, look look what was do- look what do- was done to Donald Trump by people who were supposed to be servants of the American people and nonpartisan. Look what they did to him in his first four years in office. Look what they did. Oh, it's absolutely a travesty. Uh, but honestly, the, the rot runs so deep. I don't think that we can ever get rid of it because a lot of these people masquerade around, uh, you know. Uh, pretending to be something that they're not and then behind the scenes they're doing all this work uh to uh subvert what you know trump and uh any other conservative well, uh, well, it, employee it, or, or representative it can be done away with it. it's going to take some hard work though it's going to take here's what has to happen a republican has to win the white house republicans have to win control of the of the house and the Senate. You have to have both chambers of the Congress. You have to have Republicans all on the same page, which has gotten been very, very difficult to get done. But will be given what we've been through, will be easier than it has been in the past. The the Mitt Romney wing of the party is dying out. So you you clean up the Republican Party, and then you start writing rent legislation that changes the rules with respect to executive branch employees. You make them easier for the chief executive to fire. You make it easier for the department heads to get rid of the dry rot and the people who are sabotaging, the people who aren't putting in a full day's work, the people who are putting in a full day working against what the administration wants. You get rid of the people that have long since forgotten any idea that they are public servants. They see themselves as overlords. It'll take a lot of work, but we have to reform civil service where where executive branch employees are again accountable to the chief executive which they are not now their attitude is presidents come and go but we will always be here and you can't get rid of us that's what we're up against 100 percent uh i totally agree to that and uh you're absolutely right we need to get rid of uh all all the bad and you know get that you know we need to elect people 
and have people in service who want to focus on the American people, not the illegal immigrants, not Ukraine, not not anything else going around the world. But you know, our our country was uh, we were uh, we formed as an isolationist to take care of our own people. And that's what we need to get back to. Well, isolationism is a we history is taught that that's a bad idea too. Appreciate it, Brian. Eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. Monica Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. What about you, Monica? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you? The big question is, are you there? I I'm sorry. I had you on my speakerphone as I'm grooming my my baby horse and so i had to get it out of my back pocket so you're grooming your yeah, baby I'm, horse what kind of horse he is a frisian quarter horse cross really so, okay yeah well you, so, do you have do you have him looking pretty is he standing tall well as much as he can right now okay well, now that we've now, now that we've cleared that, because this is the first call I've ever taken on the radio when somebody was in the middle of grooming a horse. So this has been a big day for it's me. The first, it's the first call I've ever made when I'm in the middle of grooming a horse. All right, it's a big first for you. It has to be a first time, Monica. So we, we've had a, shared a first together. What's on your mind? Well, my biggest thing right now is we have to beat, it has to be Trump. Okay. Everybody else is almost just like another Biden. They're bought, paid. So we you said hold it. You said we have to beat Trump? Is that what you just said? No, no, no. We have to we have to go for Trump. We have to beat Biden. It has we have to, to beat, beat Biden. Trump. We have to so you're so it's more important that we elect Trump than it is that we defeat Biden. Correct. Trump because there is, is a distinction person, there. Yes, I know. I'm sorry I misspoke. That's all right. We have to, we have to have Trump. He is the only one that's anti-establishment and goes against everything else and as far as i'm concerned if we elect any of the other other ones that are in the nomination you're going to get basically the same old same old that we've been having i don't i don't know i don't good but i don't know if that's true about desantis i don't think i don't know if that's true about ron desantis establishment guy you know what Here's the problem. DeSantis wouldn't be there if he hadn't been endorsed by Trump. So he's following Trump's line because he followed his money. Now he got backed before, and all of his backers already are, are falling out of him, falling because they don't – they know that he can't be – he can't get um, elected. I don't think so, he. I don't think he. I don't see a path to the nomination for him right now. I. I. No, I don't. But 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 it's. Yeah, maybe. It, but let me say it's it's an eternity between from now to the convention, and who knows what's going to happen I with? Know. I mean, it's who, not, who not, knows what's going to happen with to, Donald Trump? I don't know. He only gets stronger and stronger and stronger. All I ever see well, is so more, far, yeah. more crimes against him. It's more crimes. It's less crime. It's, it's the the dual crime system against Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, and the dual justice system. Him. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 yet, and yet he's a culprit in that, Monica, because when – the, the DOJ was already starting to spin out of control, and he appointed Jeff Sessions, who did nothing to stop it, and in fact cleared oh, no the way, I know that. Cleared, cleared the way for some of the grossest abuses of power by the DOJ in the history of the American Republic. The Jeff I Sessions appointment that. was a catastrophe. 
it was a catastrophe. So is Bill Barr. So is Mike Pompeo. So there was a lot of that. But it's been exposed now, and a lot of people understand this, where a lot of people wouldn't have understood this before. And so you're starting to understand the weaponization, not only against the president of the United States, but you're using they are using the weaponization against the citizens of the United States. And that's why Trump is getting more and more and more popular. Everybody is starting to understand and are waking up to how criminalized our government is against us. And that is why he's the only one that's actually not bought, not paid for, and is for the citizens of the United States. All right, so it's been for you. Your you are your your priority here is elect Trump. Yes, correct. All right, so we're running five if we four. Get Nikki Haley, if we wait, wait. Let me just say, if we get Nikki yeah, Haley, okay. we're going to be fighting wars all over the place because she has what? Let's see. She uh, gave up her governorship. She quit that to go to the UN. She quit the UN to go be on the board. For was it Boeing? Which one of the the military industrial complexes? She's at the board for that. Then she gave that up to run for the presidency of the United States, even though she promised Trump she'd never run against him and she would fully support him. So she's a quitter and a liar. Yeah, Vivek. Okay. Vivek is big pharma. That's all he is is big pharma. He wanted mandatory vaccines, and he also, in his Council of Foreign Relations document that they brought out introducing Vivek to everybody said he recoiled at the idea of being called a conservative, but he's running on the Republican ticket. You have to go back and look at all these people. And Chris Christie, he was another one that wanted to work for Trump. You have all these people that are just traitors against Trump. Yeah, well, Chris Christie Christie is a punchline. He, he, he just is. Vivek Ramaswamy, it's just not his time. He's just too young, too inexperienced to, uh, to a lot of things. And he, besides which, he's, he's a non-factor. It, if you want to call it a multi-person race, it's Donald Trump way in the lead, followed by DeSantis, followed by Nikki Haley, depending on which state you're in. That's what the race is. And you look at the polls, and I understand that the polls have lied to us before. I understand the polls have been wrong. I understand that we're supposed to have had four years of President Hillary Clinton that didn't happen, according to the polls. I understand all of that, but right now Trump has such a commanding lead, it's hard to see how anybody else has a path to the nomination. I agree. I and agree. If that, but and I if also that is, think, you know why? Go ahead. There was a poll that came out recently that said Nikki Haley would beat Biden, by seventeen, by seventeen, by seventeen points. Seventeen points. Why would that be? Because wait, can can I please finish? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Democrats would be voting for Nikki Haley over Biden. So the Democrats favor Nikki Haley over Biden. That's to tell you everything you need to know right there. Right there. All right. Fair. Hey, listen. Great point, Monica. You made a great point. Uh, How's the horse looking? You've been working while we've been talking? I have been working while I've been talking. He's very cute. He's only 18 months old. He's very- oh, he's still a cult. Okay. Well, listen, yeah, Monica, so you, what, uh, yeah, what's, his, what's his name? Scout. Scout. All right. You and Scout and all around you have a Merry Christmas. I appreciate your call. Hey, you know what? You too. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, thank you. 888-788-9910. More's coming up. Stay with us.
Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here, taking your calls at 888-788-9910. What matters to you more, defeating Joe Biden or electing Donald Trump? I want to hear from you. I'm hearing right now from Daniel, Baker City, Oregon. Daniel, what do you have to say? Well, uh, I am in the camp that we need Donald Trump. He's the only man that can do it, and I think Biden... Uh, the Biden issue is going to take care of itself. And the reason I think we that Donald Trump is the only guy, and I really like DeSantis, but I watched Donald Trump, and I, I was not a fan early on, but I watched him operate. He said what he was going to do, and then he did everything that he said he was going to do, and he was successful in almost everything he did. Yeah, and he made a, a few boo-boos like the Fauci debacle and the whole COVID. Yeah, that was a big one. That Thanks. was a big one. Jeff Sessions, as I've said before, was a big one. Um, right. yeah, he made huge. a few bad appointments. And, uh, but that is lack of experience and uh, in the job. And... He also was real big on, uh, I'm going to drain the swamp. And later he said, I didn't know how deep that swamp was. Yeah, And now he does. And I think that is, you know, and I I heard that come up uh, after I talked to the call screener. And I thought, oh, it's like like Paul got what I was going to say. But I think that is job one. And the other thing I would campaign on if I was Trump is, hey, I'm going to do what I did before. I'm just going to get out of your way, and I'm going to get the Justice Department out of your way, and I'm going to get the FBI out of your way. And, of course, that's going to lead the media to say, yeah, hey, he's a dictator. He's but Yeah, and then, but here's, I, I here's the thing. He, but let me, let me jump in on you because there's, sure, there you go, go. You just touched on it, Daniel. He's, the media's going to say he's a dictator. And he – he goes, he's on Hannity the other night, and he threw that out there, I'll be a dictator on day one, and the media said, he said he's going to be a dictator. He has to be incredibly careful about what he says, and he's not. The, you know, the, Trump reminds me of a great yeah. NFL player. He, he rushes for 100 a, a yards every game. It's when he's off the field that the problems start. <laughs> I, I can't argue that. So, he, But he needs to run on his track record and uh, – Talk a little less, do a little more, and I, I hate to overestimate the intelligence of people in America because, unfortunately, so many of them have gone through the public education. Yeah, I understand that, but I still think the heartland of America, the intelligence of the heartland of America is actually underestimated. That, I, I totally agree, and that, that is where I live, is in that culture. But... Uh, the media, there's nothing we can do about that, and any other Republican candidate is going to be crucified just as bad as Trump. So I, I don't even consider the baggage because – 
they're going to they're going to pile senseless, untrue baggage on DeSantis. They'll even, as much as they adore Haley, they'll. Yeah, well, they, they, listen, the, the, they can adore adore Haley all they want. They adored John McCain until he became the Republican nominee. And then the then the media <laughs> swarmed on him when he became the nominee. They loved him. He was a media darling. There was a chance right. he might be elected so, president. Then they then they just pounded him. Right. So, yeah, you, right. So you're agreeing with me. That's I uh, am. It, I'm, it doesn't I am, matter. Yeah. But what, DeSantis, if he gets in... And he's a skilled operator and all that, yep. but he, Trump understands the deep state probably better than anyone. Yep. And he's got he's to gotta hate them after what they did to him. Absolutely. So, hey, Daniel, you, you hear that music? You hear that, much... you hear that music playing? You know what that means? It means I have to cut you off. Isn't that rude? But I appreciate your call. Second half of Hour 2 begins after the break. Stay with us. It's coming up after this. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fennelly here on Fox Across America and taking your calls at 888-788-9910. We just took the call right now of Ben Klein, member of the, uh, the House Judiciary Committee for Virginia's 6th District, which includes... Beautiful cities like Roanoke and Lexington. Congressman, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Paul, great to be with you. I'm just uh, in another beautiful city in the 6th, Winchester, which is a great city as well. well. Very good. Listen, so you got stood up. You guys got stood up yesterday. <laughs> I've we been did, stood we up. Did. He put on a show. He, he dared to poke the bear and, and uh, came to the Capitol. Hunter Biden stood 500 yards away from where he was supposed to sit for a deposition. We were ready and waiting and then he got in a car and drove away and so uh that's fine we will be moving to hold him in contempt uh moving contempt uh resolution in the near future okay but in, in practical terms what does a contempt resolution do we saw what it did to eric holder nothing who's going to prosecute well, it for steve you steve bannon <laughs> well, yeah, I understand that, but but yeah, but look at the look at the letter behind Steve Bannon's name. I mean, look who he supports. I, my fear of my fear of you guys passing a, a, a contempt resolution is it'll go down the the rabbit hole because we have a corrupt Department of Justice. You, what do you well, say? Well, we do, we do, and we need to uh, have accountability within the Department of Justice as well. That will come with a new administration. Uh, but prior to that, we need to put pressure on this administration to actually enforce the law. We saw uh, Assistant uh, U.S. Attorney Wolf, uh, who was largely behind a lot of the uh, obfuscation and, and uh, avoidance of any responsibility for, uh, by the president, uh, out of Delaware. She just uh, announced that she was leaving. So... Uh, what we need to do is put pressure on this administration to actually follow through at the Department of Justice. Hunter Biden is charged, and uh, so we think that there would be appetite for the department to actually force him to comply with uh, our deposition requirements. Well, you know, the, the, the street-level topic we're talking about is Hunter Biden just thumbing his nose, but the 10,000 the or the 30,000-foot 
concern is the Department of Justice. I have said right here on this very program that if you take all of the problems that are currently facing the country, the the, the runaway problem at the border, inflation, wars breaking out around the world, um, a, a budget, a staggering bu- budget deficit that is fueling a staggering national debt, a weakening military, um, our cities in, de- in de- decay and decline, rampant crime. You take all those problems. All of them are trumped, you will uh, forgive the expression, by the fact that people don't have faith in the Department of Justice. What do you say? I say they have lost faith in many institutions, and we have a responsibility to restore that confidence. And uh, that's why we push for regular order here in Congress. We uh, opposed the combining of the defense authorization bill today with a a three-month, four-month-long extension of the spy authority under FISA that uh, created so many of these problems. Uh, we trying to reform FISA, but uh, they wanted to just kick the can, and, and we opposed the linking of those two. Regular order is important, and functioning government is important, and uh, dysfunctional government, like what's happened in our Department of Justice, in our FBI, is really frustrating to the American people. They want to see changes, and that's what we're fighting for in Congress. Ben Klein, a member of the House Judiciary Committee, member of Congress from Virginia's 6th District, is, uh, is with us here on Fox Across America. I tell you, what do you – be honest – I know I'm asking a lot. You're a politician. Be honest. What are what do you think are the prospects of retaining a majority in the House in 2024? I think it's going to come down to uh, every district. What we saw in New York, where a partisan Supreme Court has ordered a redraw of their districts, and the Democrats are salivating at the prospect of drawing out the five majority makers that Lee Zeldin helped bring in uh, back in November of 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's going to come down to things like that that are going to make it really uh, challenging. But I'm confident that we have the right message, that the American people are looking for common-sense conservative governance, and they're not seeing it in in the Senate, and they're not seeing it in the White House. So they're going to seek to retain that uh, just common sense governance in the House of Representatives. Well, so then looking looking forward into into twenty twenty four, if we you know, there's no way to really tell if Joe Biden makes it to the finish line. We could be actually have a different Democratic nominee. It's looking more and more as if Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. If Joe Biden, for whatever reason, drops out of the race and is unable to run. Who would you most like the substitute to be? Who would, and who do you conversely? Who do you most fear the Democrats running in? Well, I have said I have said this before. I think uh, we want to do everything we can to help Joe Biden um, eat his, you know, eat his vegetables and get to sleep on time because he is the best opponent for the Republicans in 2024. He, his poll numbers are uh, beyond abysmal. And he has shown through his failure at the border and his failure on the economy, um, his failure to address crime in our communities, uh, inflation rates, energy independence, foreign affairs, you name it. Joe Biden's been awful. So I would like to, for him to be on the ballot. And failing that, I think the Democratic Party will not allow anyone other than Kamala Harris to be on the ballot. And that's fine with me as well. Okay, you get Kamala Harris. This is what you get from Kamala Harris. Here she is from this week uh, in Poland, uh, cut number seven. We all watched the television coverage 
of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Huh? It's, <laughs> did, did you get all of that? I, I can't even tell you what she was talking about. I well, neither can she. That. I mean, it's word salad city. All you got to do is get some green goddess and pour it over it. I mean, oh, my gosh. But, but how do you this, – this is the thing. You know, if something happens to Joe Biden um, between now and the election, we're going to get President Harris. And I don't see how they escape her. But David Axelrod is, you know, smart enough to know that they're that they're in trouble with uh, with Biden. I mean, he's come out and said it out loud. They know that they have a problem with him. But I agree with you. I, he's the guy I'd most like to run against. I can, just can imagine that come convention time, um, by the time the convention gets here in August for the Democrats, they will have figured out a way to give uh, uh, Biden the hook. What do you it think? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they uh, saw that, that they need to make a change. And, uh, you know, my uh, the conspiracy theorist uh, in me says that they're going to make Kamala Harris the next Supreme Court justice and, and replace her with Gavin Newsom. And so then when Biden steps aside, it's not Harris, it's Newsom who ends up uh, uh, taking the nomination. But well, I have no facts to back that up. Well, Kamala would take that deal if it were offered to her. I can promise you that. And I also, yeah, she'd, but she would be a disaster on the Supreme Court. She would be. She'd be a terrible, that. terrible Supreme Court justice, uh, and, and particularly depending on who she replaced. But then, let me shift gears with you here. We're, we're speaking with uh, Ben Klein from the Virginia Sixth Congressional District, a member of the House of Representatives and on the House Judiciary Committee. But you, you mentioned something when we started the interview, and this is a, a thing that rankles with me. It, it, it bugs me. I pay employees to do their jobs, and if I have employees, I have a great, great list of employees here. But, but if, but if I didn't, I would. I'd, if they didn't do the job, I'd fire them. Why can't the Congress pass a budget in regular order, twelve appropriations bills, the way it's supposed to be done? We haven't done it since I don't know. It seems like the Hoover administration. Why can't that happen? Well, it's interesting. It's kind of behind the curtains uh, maneuvering. But, but what you have is appropriations uh, members who want to do things in regular order and then senate leadership essentially chuck schumer's office who says no we've got to do other stuff and it takes too long to put appropriations bills on the floor so we're just going to wait and then put it all into one bill but appropriations doesn't write that one big bill that omnibus behemoth guess who does it's chuck schumer's staff so by holding up the calendar chuck schumer actually keeps the power for himself to write the omnibus, that's why he drags his feet, and that's why we can't get uh, these 12 bills across the finish line. That wasn't the case during the first two years of Trump's presidency, though. Right. From 16 to 18, uh, they did manage to get some of the bills out, uh, and that was But we still But we still didn't pass the budget on time. Um, no. And uh, part of it is that, you know, in the Senate, the differences between one side and the other are uh, not as stark as they are over in the House, where you have a more conservative House majority than, than in the Senate uh, with the Republicans over there. I just know, I, mean, I just feel it in my, in my bones, Congressman, that, that if we actually sat down, if the, if the Congress sat down and deliberated spending and made the hard choices— 
and said, we can afford this, we can't afford that, this is a priority, that's not a priority, these are the things that we have to do, these are the things that we'd like to do, these are the things that we cannot do. If we did those things, we wouldn't be $34 trillion in debt. Well, I'm a little discouraged by the lack of will on the part of my own party to actually cut spending, balance budgets, rein in wasteful spending, and, and actually address the uh, mandatory spending side, which is, is on autopilot and creates a lot of the deficits and debt that we have. But uh, but we'll continue to educate and we'll continue to hopefully elect more conservative members of the House and the Senate who are willing to make those tough choices. Well, so, Congressman, what do, are, you, are you guys done, or, or is there is the House is finished for the for the year? Correct. House and Senate have both uh, finished. I, I believe the Senate's finished. They they were working to pass the defense authorization bill, and there was actually a point of order that they shouldn't attach this uh, spy program FISA extension until April on it. And uh, there was a vote. Mike Lee forced a vote, and unfortunately. Uh, only 35 voted to separate the two. Uh, 65 voted to keep the quagmire, uh, you know, the the swamp working and, and keep those two things together. Now that that's done, I, I unless there's a uh, some kind of deal on Ukraine spending with the border, I don't see them coming back or us coming back at this point. But, uh, you know, if we can get uh, H.R. 2, the border bill that we passed out of the House, which would actually restore a lot of Trump-era policies on the border. Um, I, I think that's what America is hoping that we can get at the end of the day. Last thing before I let you go, uh, what next uh, on the, the Biden impeachment question? Since you've authorized uh, the gonna, inquiry, what, go, what happens next? Uh, we're taking the administration to court because they refuse to comply with our document requests. And, and we get Joe Biden's bank records because courts will look and see that we actually voted and a majority of members of the House voted to proceed with this inquiry. That's why we did it, was to send a message to the courts. So we will get those records. We'll get Joe Biden's bank records. We'll show exactly uh, who the big guy was and uh, how much he got. Well, in a in a functioning republic with a functioning fourth estate, that would be the end of his administration. But my fear is that it won't. It'll it'll bounce off. I'm, I'm just we we've seen how much they've been able to get away with. It is it is depressing, but we are going to hold them accountable. You've got uh, very good fighters in this house, like Jim Jordan and Jim, Jamie Comer, and they're going to continue fighting. All right, Congressman Ben Klein, great stuff. Listen, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and and, and you. And, and all the best for 2024. Let's see if we can turn the ship around. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, Ben Klein, there he goes. Here we go. More of the show's coming up. Stay with us. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser filling in for Jimmy Fallon. Wanting to hear from you, 888-788-9910. Also, want, hope you will follow me on my weekly, my weekly column, youtellmetexas.com. It's a very simple format. I say what's on my mind, invite you to say what's on yours in response. Youtellmetexas.com, but you don't have to be from Texas. Love to hear from you from wherever you are. Meanwhile, I want to hear... Right now, from Northport, Florida. Juan, you're next on Fox Across America. What's on your mind? 
Yes, I just want to make sure that we understand and are very clear that Trump is our only option. And the reason I stand with the man so hard is because he has been a stand-up citizen all his life. And not till he became a politician did he become racist and bigot and whatever else crap. So if they can do this to Trump, which is a very successful businessman, a billionaire, and has been a stand-up guy with anybody who's done business with in his life, banks, everybody, blah, 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 this and that, whatever not. If they can do this to him, what are they going to do to the next pers- the next Republican uh, president that goes to office? They're going to well, destroy his life. Well, they will, and, they, and they'll – anybody who gets the Republican nomination is going to be attacked by the media. They're going to be attacked if they get elected by the permanent federal um, swamp creatures – any Republican, but, any Republican starts with way more deficits than a Democrat starts in administration. They will pound upon any Republican nominee. As I mentioned earlier, so John, if we, if we don't, if we don't stand with this man, and we allow him, if we allow ourselves to shy down away because we don't want to be ridiculed by our neighbors or the soft people in this country that point fingers and yell and holler, and if he can't, we can't stand with him. And, and he doesn't get elected or he doesn't make the nomination or he gets incarcerated or whatever happens through this, what are they going to do to the next guy? <laughs> what are they going to do to the next guy? It's well, you, it's you know, if, some, if somebody said, you know, you don't want to elect him just so that you can get retribution on what was done to him, but, you know, okay, but let's think about that. A little retribution would might be a healthy thing so as to discourage it from happening in the future. Somebody needs to pay the price for um, – Russiagate and for the Mueller investigation. Somebody needs to, uh, what's her name, uh, Lois uh, Lerner from the IRS, she was able to retire and keep her pension even though she <laughs> flagrantly oh violated God. the law by doing what she did, targeting conservative groups and Tea Party groups and, and, and using the power of the IRS against them. A price and, needs and to be paid. Let me tell you something. I, I was a Democrat for 35, 40 years of my life, not knowing any better. Puerto Rican, I'm supposed to vote Democrat, blah, blah, blah. Finally, I stopped for a second, listen to Trump, listen to what he had to say. You know, I said, you know what, I'm going to switch parties. I've got no benefits from being a Democrat of my life. None at all. Zero. Nada. So I'm going to take a chance on this man. He's not a politician. He's an outsider. He's just walking all of a sudden. Things started changing. Things started happening. And all of a sudden, he starts coming up. And all of a sudden, the attacks happened. This has been going on for over 10 years, two years prior to the election, through the election, and now almost four years after the election. And he's still grinding. Anybody else would have quit, would have been done, would have walked away. I'm a millionaire. Let me just grab my money, and let me just finish the last years of my life with my family and be done. No, he wants to fight and stand with us. And if we don't stand with him, and if we don't fight with him, what, and those, and we allowed him to take his businesses and take his uh, all his everything he's earned in his life and take it away. What are they going to do to the average Joe like myself or my neighbor or anybody else? They'll come they for want, your guns. They'll come for your property. They'll yep. come for your land. They're going to take everything. If America doesn't wake up right now, hey Juan, and takes a stand, it's done. I got to run. I got to run. I'm so sorry you're on such a roll, but I got to run up against a hard break. More's coming up after the top. Stay with. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. There we go, and that is what's on the plate because the games start to count in 2024 where preseason is over. It's election season. It's Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fela here on Fox Across America, and I led the show off today, and I still want to hear from you on this topic. What is more important to you, electing Donald Trump or defeating Joe Biden? Because those are two distinct things. One would accomplish the other, I understand, but which is paramount? Getting rid of the Joe Biden administration and the incompetence and the mental unfitness and the bad policy and the extreme leftism or electing Donald Trump with everything that comes with him, which includes some awfully good policy but a whole lot of drama. What do you think? 888-788-9910. It's Paul Gleiser for Jimmy Fallon, and we're back to the phones. It's Victoria in Millstone, New Jersey. Victoria, what say you? I say electing Donald Trump. Why? Why? I'll explain to you. Um, my parents brought me to this country a long time ago, and I've seen from a where? Lot of from where? From where? The, for the former Soviet Union. Okay. Um, I've seen a lot of presidents, and um, I do understand that in order to get this country going in the right direction, we don't need we don't just need a president. We need a businessman, someone who's actually run a business. And a lot of the politicians that we have in in this country, a lot of the presidents, they don't know anything about running a business. And this country is a business. Well, yes, it is. Yes, you're right, it is. And it it certainly has not been run in a business-like way. And and my my one criticism of Donald Trump, who in business would be sure that he didn't spend more than he took in, the one thing that where I was critical, the only policy where I was critical of Donald Trump was he didn't have the kind of focus on the deficit spending that I think he should have had. Um, you know, he wasn't given enough time. If he would have had another term, believe me, he would have gotten that under control too. All right, He's so an you extremely man, and I think he if he would have gotten another term. This country would be in a completely different place right now. I am, I am literally appalled in the in the state that this country is in right now. It hurts, it hurts me, it hurts my heart because I love this country, and I see that the people that are in the White House, they 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 hate this country. They hate the country's citizens. This is what's so sad. They're giving more to illegal. The people that are the first thing they're doing when they come over to this country is break the law. And what they're doing, they're giving them money. They're rewarding them for breaking the law. Well, Victoria, let me give you a little bit of perspective. Since you came from the former Soviet Union, I'm old enough to have been in school when the Cold War was going on. And I remember in my elementary school, Ridgecrest Elementary School in Amarillo, Texas, 
where one we put on a big uh, patriotic pageant, and I had a I had a pretty big speaking role, and I was proud of that. But the thing that the, that I remember is our teachers, all of us, told us just how evil the Soviet Union was. We were told about you couldn't you couldn't say what you thought for fear that the government would imprison you. You couldn't you couldn't speak your mind. You weren't free to move about the country if at, at your own at, on your own will. That we were told the Soviet Union was bad. We were told that communism was bad. We're not teaching kids that in school today. Well, let me tell you something else. So, former Soviet Union, but I grew up in Odessa. Odessa is in Ukraine. Now, we were persecuted for being Jews in Ukraine. In other parts of Russia, where my husband grew up, they didn't have that. Only in Ukraine were the Jews persecuted, as they are persecuted now by Zelensky. Yes, you can say he's Jewish, but it is what's happening there. And the sad thing is, is the, the media, they, own, they have their own agenda and they have, you know, their speaking points. And they will not tell the truth for anything. What is happening in Russia and what is happening in Ukraine are two totally different things. You could move around. You could move around in the country. You could say what you wanted. It's. But we were persecuted as Jews. This is why my parents left. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. So it was. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. It was less oppressive in Ukraine, in the Ukraine portion of the Soviet Union, than than say in Moscow. Is that what you're saying? No, it was less oppressive in Moscow. Really? Than okay. It was in Ukraine. Yes. Okay, got it. Got it. Interesting. Well. I'm always, I always like to talk to people who, were in, who came from the former Soviet Union because I really want a clear perspective of what it was like. So back to what you originally said. Your deal is it's more, it's more, elect, more important and matters more to you electing Donald Trump than defeating Joe Biden. Yes. I think right, Donald the, Trump is the only one that can, that can put this country on the right path. No one else can. Well, certainly it's on the wrong path now, and nearly three-quarters of Americans believe that. So, Victoria, I appreciate your call, 888-788-9910. Let's go back to Florida, Nitzia, in central Florida. What do you think? Hello, Paul. Um, It's imperative off of what Victoria and Juan said, and my true feelings are, it's only Donald Trump. It's for more than just the obvious, but it's a message to the Democratic Party. It's a, a message to leftists overall that the American people are, are not fools and gullible dummies that will listen to just whatever you say because you throw out the word racist and prejudiced. I'm a black woman. I've never felt that any person was my president but Donald Trump. He did not abandon America. He did not ab- abandon the American citizens. We should not abandon him. He doesn't need any of this. Why would he sit and take this abuse if he did not love and care about the future of his grandchildren, his children, the, the, the legacy that he helped leave behind? He's not in his businesses trying to up, up, you know, upgrade them or anything like that. He's, he could be doing that, but he's not. He's here with us. Taking the abuse day after day after day, he could have quit after the four years of success. He could have left, but he didn't. It's it's imperative. All the all the Democrats do are, are lie, and they constantly lie, and they own so much of the media, as you just stated, as Victoria just stated, 
and people aren't willing to 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 turn a page to read past the the buzz headline to to look into what actually happened to to actually get the truth out of anything it's just simple to say yes he looks like he does. His father gave him this money. He's never had to do this. He's never had to do that. And he is a businessman, like Victoria said, and a successful businessman. And everything that he did in in his business, when it came to anything as far as bankruptcy or letting any of his companies go, he had the right to do that under the law. He didn't owe anyone a job. He built what he could build and hung on to what he could hung, hang on to. And in the end, when he couldn't, he... He left what he could alone, and he went on to other things, to build other things. Nitsi, well, let, let me jump in on you here. So you yeah. say you're, you're, you're African-American, Did you, correct? Well, I'm black American, but, okay, we go African-American. Go ahead. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a, I'm a white guy from Texas. I'm real careful how I say it because I'm, I'm constantly finding myself in trouble. You're a black woman. I get it. Let me yeah. ask you this. Among, in the circles in which you move, of your, your other friends of yours, I assume you have black friends. I do, so I assume you do. Where do they stand? And, and are black people moving in the direction of Trump because, or in, in the direction of the Republican Party? Well, uh, quite honestly, it just depends on what black people you're speaking to or what Caucasians you're speaking to. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not that uh, people of certain, that's a lie, that people of certain races don't uh, care for the Republican Party. I mean, well, but, but, but still black people, black people vote yeah. for Democrats 90%. Well, I, that's what the statistics show. I have to be honest with you to, to sound, uh, it may sound harsh, but uh, many people that vote should not vote. They're ignorant. They, they won't listen to anything. They won't just look at the past or, or, or anything like that. So the people that I know, many of them would not vote for him. They're all black. Many Caucasians would not vote for him. But I understand because that. They, are more of, uh, they have the Western uh, personality of, well, he's not very nice. But he's, he's, he's quite nice. He's done great things for the country. Uh, so that's more so what it is, is that the uninformed individuals are voting, which is another reason why they opened the borders up for all of the illegal immigrants to come in. So it would be a short thing for them. He's a major threat, and he's a threat for a wonderful reason. Anytime someone is fighting of you, and we all know this from the schoolyard, it's because you're doing something right. It's because you're a big deal. You've made a change in, for for the better. So, why struggle this hard to get him uh, to get him out of office to put him under if it weren't for that reason? All right, Nitsi, great stuff. I appreciate your call. I hope you have a great Christmas. Eight 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 seven eight eight ninety nine ten. Got time for one more, Becky Kalamazoo. What do you What do you have on your mind? I say Trump all the way, very boldly. And I think the rest of our, our my fellow citizens need to be bold in the same way. Trump has proven that he is for freedom. He is he has done what he said he would do. He put in conservative judges. He was the only president who went to a pro life rally. Um, as in uh, Mark Levin, his book Democrats Hate America, and and you can see that it's true. They are lockstep. It doesn't matter who you're going to get in as, as uh, a Democrat candidate. It's going to be the same stuff. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Well, listen. All right. I hear all that, Becky. But let me let me ask you this. You say you went to a pro life rally. I think, and you may disagree, but I think one of the things that caused the red wave of 2022 to not happen was overturning Roe and uh, the perceived Republican position on uh, on on abortion and and some of the uh, position of, of uh, positions of the Republican Party in certain states on abortion. I think abortion's a stumbling, bumbling way of saying I think abortion's a real problem for Republicans. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and that's I'm just the point was that he he's bold and he will he will do what he believes in. And you can see what he you know you can look at his record record. He believes in freedom. He believes in economic freedom. He didn't start all the wars that the Democrats said that he was going to do. So you know people really need to look at what he's done, what he can do, and what's our alternative. Do you uh, do yeah. you do you have any? Well, we, there's alternatives. We have. A, I, I'm I'm shocked, and I should have asked this of um, of Nitzia in Central Florida, since she's um, he's her governor. I'm sh- I'm really, frankly, very surprised by how poorly Ron DeSantis has shown here in the in the lead up to the primaries, given how fantastically well he did in Florida. I think he's a I think he's a very very talented guy, and I see him credibly as a I could see him in the White House, but it's—I don't oh, think it's I going think to happen. So too, I think I think the Sanders was wonderful. I think all the Republican governors were wonderful during COVID. Look at all the freedoms that we we lost under the Democrat. I'm from Michigan, under the Democratic governors. Well, um, you, well, you, you guys—it was particularly—it was particularly bad, and I never understood how Gretchen Whitmer said you could buy certain things at the home center store, but you couldn't buy plants. I mean, it was weird. What? Yeah. What? It was bizarre with the way she wanted to uh, micromanage people's lives during COVID. And and Michigan, I pray that the Republicans can turn Michigan back red. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, Tudor Dixon's wonderful. I think. She yeah, but she got she got beat pretty handily. She got beat by double digits. You know, she didn't she didn't she didn't come close. And we have. A, a command and control governor in Michigan, and I've been a pretty blue state. And I got a lot. Of, I see a lot of, of uh, Michigan license plates in Texas. Yes, and I would like to also say that you know, if people are going to base their their vote on Trump's personality, I would really challenge people to look at Biden's personality. Look at these people's personality. You really like his personality. Yeah, he was out there calling somebody a dog-faced pony soldier in one of his um what yeah. a few rallies he ever did he wanted to take somebody behind the gym yeah no, you but he's he has successfully you know bamboozled the media and a lot of people with that friendly good old joe from scranton thing for a long long time hey right, um, so see through it you know let's face see through it you like to be condescended to that way yeah listen becky i've got to run but i appreciate your call and you guys stay warm and have a have a merry christmas more of the show's coming up. Hope you'll stick around. It's right after this. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser filling in for Jimmy Fallon today. He'll be back tomorrow, but meanwhile, it's you and me. 
and the phones at 888-788-9910. We have time? Yeah, we got we got time. Tom, Appleton, Wisconsin, we have time for you. What's on your mind? Hey, Paul, you're doing a great job doing this for Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, we, we have to beat Biden. And Trump so you're, a beat, you're a beat Biden. Okay, all right. Yep, uh, Trump is not the guy because he's a failed GOP leader. He's lost in 18 and 2020 and 2022. And the reason why he's lost, in my opinion, is that he's a huge catalyst for Democrat turnout. Um, Interesting perspective. You, you throw J6 on top of that, and all it's going to do is add fuel for the for the fire. I personally, my belief is is that his is that that narcissistic, almost man child behavior has worked against him. And I voted for him twice, and I live in one of the most important swing states in the country right now. And I will not vote for him again. Uh, period. In the, in the last okay. Well, I say you won't vote for him again. Does that mean in the primary or the general? What if he wins the nomination? Both. Both. I'll vote libertarian. Well, that's a and wasted reason. vote. That, that means you didn't vote. I mean, that's what, or that, or you helped ele- elect Biden. That's what it means. Well, it's, it's a neutral vote, but, but, but. No, no, no. See, it's not a neutral vote because it, 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 basically it's a vote for the, for the other side. If you don't cast your vote, if you don't turn out, it's a vote for the other side. Well, I, that, this is, I, I guess, I guess the libertarian cause has, has to grow sometimes. And, and my, one of my biggest complaints about Trump has been his handling of the national debt. He grew the national debt more than what Democrats do in, the, in his four years. Well, I said that a few minutes ago. I said that. that you know, it's true. And, and, uh, and to, to me, my point of view is is that, I mean, according to polls, Haley's got the best chance. Uh, DeSantis and Trump are tied when it, goes, when it means going against Biden. I think Haley's got the abortion message down pat. And so is Haley? I, is Haley? Is Nikki Haley your candidate then? No, it's Ron DeSantis right now. Ron DeSantis is your candidate. If, if okay, to beat Joe Biden, yep. that, that's your yep. that's your guy. I, I'll vote for Haley uh, in a heartbeat. All right. Uh, in, in the general, but if it comes down to Trump and Biden, uh, I'll most likely write in Ron DeSantis, or I'll vote Libertarian. All right, Tom. Hey, listen, you listen. You should be a talk show host because your timing is perfect. You. You landed when I have to hit the hard break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, The last half of the last hour is coming up right after this. Stay with us. Paul Gleiser sitting in for Jimmy Fallon here on Fox Across America. And we have on the line with us the uh, incomparable Debbie Lesko from the 8th Congressional District of Arizona, uh, Maricopa County, Northwest Phoenix and Suburbs. Congresswoman, welcome. Thanks for being a part of the program. Thank you for having me on. And uh, Merry Christmas to you in advance. Merry Merry Christmas to you. We're allowed to say that here on this show. I say Merry Christmas, and I think it's a good thing, you know? I do, too. Hey, uh, you're. I'm in a border state. I'm, I'm talking from uh, Tyler Longview, Texas, northeast Texas, right now. Texas border state. We 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 understand it. So do you. You're there in Arizona. Matter of fact, what Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas, has done to the moves he's made to 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 try to slow down the flood coming across our southern border has pushed him toward you. The state of Arizona, why is it in any doubt that it's red or blue, given the, the suffering the state has uh, undergone with respect to illegal immigration? 
Well, you know, you are so right. It's it's a major crisis. Uh, the border is in Texas and in Arizona and, quite frankly, throughout the whole country. The Tucson sector, Tucson, Arizona sector, continues to lead the nation. Um, we had 64,000 illegal border encounters in November of this year. And um, it just keeps getting worse, fentanyl coming over. I, I think you probably heard that the uh, CBP closed the Loopful Arizona port of entry because what's happening is the cartels were sending uh, the illegal immigrants over to Lukeville Port of Entry, which is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so they didn't have very many Border Patrol agents there. And so they had to close down the Port of Entry, which is a big trade. You know, trucks for trade come through there, tourism for people from Arizona go to um, uh, Rocky Point for vacation down there, and they've closed that whole thing. And, it, you know, this is this is just a mess. And there's been 169 people um, that the Border Patrol have caught that are on the terrorist watch list last fiscal year, and how many we don't know of, because they're coming from countries all over. They're coming from China. They're coming from Saudi Arabia. They're coming. They're from everywhere, from Africa. They're not just uh, people coming over from Mexico to get um, some work. There could be some bad actors in there. Well, it's statistically impossible that there aren't bad actors in there, including um, incipient terrorists. I mean, there's just no way in the world that all of these people are just, as, as the Democrats say, they just want a better life, so we should let them in. There's a whole lot of people that want to make sure we have a much worse life or, or no life at all. You know, I, I haven't been able to figure it out why Biden and the Democrats want these open border policies, why they want everybody in the whole world to be able to be here it, it, because of the national security risk. But it's also a humanitarian crisis for the illegal immigrants themselves. I mean, there's been reports now that they're selling organs of illegal immigrants, uh, body parts. Uh, they're raping women. Uh, they're raping girls. They're selling uh, children into sex trafficking. I mean, the the our own government has lost track of of like thousands of children. They don't know where they are. Um, this is like outrageous. I mean, it's kind of like a criminal behavior that our government is doing. And of course. Um, President Biden and Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas are totally not following our laws in our in our country, and that's why Republicans in the House, like myself, we passed a border security bill. We bit, did it back in May. It's sitting over in the Senate. Schumer isn't hearing it, and now we're demanding that hey, Biden and the Democrats and everybody else, if you want Ukraine funding, we got to secure our own border first. Well, and this is the thing, and you just you, you just touched on the question I was going to ask you, and you and you you've asked it, and I don't know what the answer is except the most cynical possible answer. You know, the the immigration problem that Joe Biden has created is a big drag on his on his dismal poll numbers. Yet he takes no action to fix it. Is it because he truly believes that all these people are going to be future Democrat voters? You know, I don't know what is in his heart. I do know that uh, these folks that are flooding over, I mean, it adds, like, congressional districts, right? So if there's all these people going to sanctuary cities, which are 
typically blue congressional districts, then I guess you lean it towards, uh, you know, congressional districts. Maybe that's the first step before the voting that all these people will vote for Democrats, because, of course, they would love for all of the illegal immigrants to vote uh, because they just assume that they're going to vote uh, for the Democrats. I mean, you had a, a legal immigrant, I forget, the, I think he was from Africa, that recently came over and said, thank you, President Biden. Biden, thank you so much. You're doing such a great job. You know, they, they all know. They all know that President Biden and the Democrats have open border policies, and it's 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 really extremely uh, high national security risk. It's a humanitarian crisis for the illegal immigrants itself, and it's costing American taxpayers a lot of money. I mean, all of these, what is it, two and a half million encounters at our southwest border in the last fiscal year, and you compare that to just three years ago under Trump, it was 450,000. You know, so so all of these people have to go somewhere. They're going to take uh, other people's jobs. They're going to be in our schools and our hospitals. I mean, we just can't continue continue at this pace. It's just it, it, no country can do this. Just take everybody from the entire world uh, into our country and not vet them properly. And so th that's why we're holding strong. The Republicans in the U.S. House were like, OK, you want uh, Ukraine funding? Uh, you know, well, you better give us border security. And I'm not just talking about money to process more illegal immigrants. I'm talking about you better change the policies, like remain in Mexico, reinstate that, so that when people claim asylum, they have to remain either in Mexico or a third uh, safe country in a in third country. And um, and also increase asylum standards so that you know, anybody and everybody can't just claim asylum. There has to be some higher standards. And so these are all logical things. I think most of America would approve of them. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> they just don't listen. They're not they're not listening. I'm meaning Biden and the Democrats. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from the 8th District of um, of Arizona's uh, on the line with us here. So, Congresswoman, look, you sit on the commit on the committee for Energy and Commerce. You're on the Energy Committee, House Energy Committee. Um, oh, yeah. I have two things I want to say to you. Number one, uh, I defied Joe Biden in August, and I bought a brand new gasoline powered car, even though I'm supposed to buy an electric car. Which leads into my question: When the the Biden administration is pushing us all to go buy electric cars. Has anybody asked them where does the electric grid capacity come from to charge all these car batteries? And if they have, what has the answer been? Well, yes. In fact, we have asked that because we had the Secretary uh, Granholm, who's the Secretary of Energy, testify in front of our committee, and we asked her exactly that. Plus, the Biden administration wants to, re, you know, get rid of natural gas to, in using in the power plants at the same time they're pushing just solar and wind, which is intermittent. There's nothing wrong with solar and wind. It's just don't mandate it. Um, and we just passed the U.S. House. The Republicans just pushed through and passed a bill 
that is now sitting in the Senate saying it's we're against the Biden mandate that requires that 67 percent of all cars manufactured by 2032 have to be all electric. I mean, they're doing this through the EPA. This is how Biden uh, is doing all this stuff. He's going through the agencies. They're enacting these rules, just like the rule that would ban gas stoves. I had to do a bill. I sponsored a bill that got passed out of the House that would prohibit Biden from banning gas stoves. It was called Save Our Gas Stoves Act. Um, I'm doing one called Hands Off Our Home Appliances because they're going after our dishwashers, our washing machines, our water heaters, our furnaces. You know, they're trying to get rid of anything that uses natural gas because for whatever reason, they're obsessed with getting rid of natural gas. And then we don't have enough energy. There's also already warnings that we don't have enough electricity. Electric cars use natural gas. It's just because that's how you generate electricity. Exactly. People, I'm I'm serious. Sometimes I think some of my Democratic colleagues don't realize what it takes to when you turn. All they think is, oh, you just plug something in. They don't think of where does that electricity come from? We need to power it. So, yeah, no, our electric grid cannot support all those electric cars. Also, we just had a committee hearing in Energy and Commerce yesterday about artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence takes a vast, a huge amount of electricity for all the data centers and all the processing. It will take, uh, I think they said, five to six times as much energy as the electric vehicles will. And so that's another drain on the electric grid. And so pretty soon we're all going to be like California where they have blackouts and they don't have electricity, and then they they mandate that you have to have an electric vehicle, but they tell you, oh, you can't plug it in. Sorry, we don't that, have that the, electricity. That was the sweetest of ironies, and it was it was very badly underreported. You're right. In California, which says you have to drive an electric car, they got tight for it got hot and they got tight for energy. And Newsom says, don't plug in your electric car. And and you don't see the irony in that. Congressman Debbie Lesko is with us. So on the subject of energy, I was here in Texas. And I'm here. I live in Texas. Uh, we all remember here in Texas, 2021, when for the first time ever since numbers have been recorded, for the first time in recorded history, all 254 counties in Texas went below freezing at the same time on the same day. That had never happened before. I think I lost track. Six or eight counties had never recorded a a freezing temperature, a temperature below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. That had never happened. The, The strain on the electric grid was phenomenal, and it was completely without precedent. And two things were at work during that. Number one, it just wasn't ready for temperatures that cold. We had natural gas-fired plants where they had plenty of fuel available, but the regulators that, that, that regulated the flow of natural gas into the turbine, the regulators froze. But the other thing is, and this is what I want to, the point I want you to help me make, the other thing is we in Texas, like a whole lot of the rest of the country, had taken a whole lot of coal and natural gas-fired plants offline. And we were on the bubble anyway. And then when it got incredibly cold, we just couldn't handle it. How do they imagine that you're going to keep a country running by taking electric plants offline when China's putting them online? 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's it's total insanity. And I have talked to the Biden administration about this too, you know, over and over again, talked to the Secretary of Energy, not just me, but all the Republicans on the Energy and Commerce Committee. It, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. So at the t- same time that Biden wants to mandate all electric vehicles, which take four times as much copper, they need lithium batteries, um, they're going to put more demand on the grid, uh, then he wants to get rid of natural gas um, by saying, oh, you have to have zero um, uh, emissions, you know, by 20, some people say 2050. There's all different ones, right? Some are 2030, yeah. 2032. And it makes no sense because at the same time they want all this stuff and they're mandating it, they're getting rid of natural gas. They want to get rid of coal, which by and far is going away anyway because they they replace the coal plants with natural gas plants. But But then they say you can't mine anyway either. You know, in Arizona, we have a copper mine that they dug down 6,800 feet underground uh, to That's get copper. It would have produced a long 20, way. 25% of all of the copper demand in the United States would have been satisfied with that copper mine. It was approved under the Trump administration to go ahead with it, and then two months into the Biden administration, they pulled back the permit. And it's like, what the heck? You know, so you want all this stuff, but you don't want to approve lithium mines in Arizona or copper mines in Arizona or in Minnesota. So we're more reliant on China. China is the one that has that processes all the lithium or like 90 some percent of the lithium. China is the one that's buying up all the mines all over the world. I mean, all they're doing is making us more reliant on China, and who knows? Maybe it's because he got paid off by China. The cynic in you has to ask that question, doesn't it? You know, why would he be doing this? Uh, why is he pre- – he's, pre- he's doing this to his own political detriment, and yet he keeps doing it. And you have, to, you have to ask the question, maybe he has been paid to be doing it. The cynic inside me makes me ask that question. Congresswoman yeah. Debbie Lesko, you started the call off with a great line. We're going to end it with a great line. I wish you a Merry Christmas. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and all your listeners, too. God bless you. We still live in the greatest country in the world. Let's have a great 2024. Thanks for being part of the program. Uh, Good stuff. We appreciate it. There she goes, the great Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from the 8th District of Arizona. Here we go to the break. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A very inventive, troubled comedian. It is Fox Across America. Paul Gleiser having had a great time sitting in today for Jimmy Fela and taking your calls. I invite you to follow me at my weekly column, youtellmetexas.com. I say what I'm thinking. You say what you think in response to what I think. That's a two-way conversation, youtellmetexas.com. 
Of course, you don't have to be from Texas, from anywhere you are. And in that vein, I want to respond to Kelly, who messaged me on the contact page at You Tell Me Texas. She says, Paul, I'm listening on, on Jimmy Fallon. It's so obvious that you don't like Trump. Your last caller, Juan, was so right. If we don't get Trump in the office of the president, we can kiss this country goodbye. I can tell where you, where you were real sad that you had a heartbreak when Juan was talking. I think that's sarcastic. You didn't even respond to it. You're something else. Well, Debbie sent you, I mean, Kelly, rather, since you were there at youtellmetexas.com, do this. Go in the search box and search Donald Trump. And I want you to read the, I don't know how many columns that I wrote in full-throated support of Trump during his presidency. I don't dislike Donald Trump, and if you got that feeling from me, it's uh, it's erroneous. I like Donald Trump a lot. I liked his presidency. I thought he had a successful presidency. I think COVID will, I think COVID derailed what would have been a triumphant reelection bid. I think I long for the days when things were going as well as they were during his presidency. I don't dislike Donald Trump. I just worry that given all that's happened, he might bring some electoral baggage that could work to our disfavor, and we would wind up defaulting into a reelected Joe Biden, which I think would be catastrophic. If the show's over, we got to stop talking here, but you can go talk to me more at youtellmetexas.com, and I promise you I will respond. Thanks for being a part of the program today. Thank you, uh, Josh and Mike, for making me feel welcome, as you always do. As Jimmy says, the show's over. Pay up, get out. He'll be back tomorrow. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.